This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week we're rocking out <laughs> because a star is torn. <laughs> torn indeed. <laughs> no, not that torn, some would say. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> Jessica's a bit torn. But and you she, know. She, she, she's she's the star in her own life, so that can make sense. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Main character energy. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I guess in her case, she literally she, is. She is. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so, it's deserved in this case. Indeed. <laughs> so uh, I will begin with the Wikipedia blurb, and I have not seen it, so we'll have you know again the surprise element. Love it. <laughs> okay. AJ's band gets their big break after Jessica gives their demo tape to a DJ. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the big break may mean a breakup for her and AJ. Also accurate. Mm, okay, so far so good. Mm. Okay, what what, uh, what have you got over on Amazon? As usual, they're keeping it snappy and to the point and main <laughs> plot only uh, because it is simply Jessica gets a radio DJ to launch AJ's band. I mean... They're not wrong. So <laughs> sure aren't. can't argue with that. <laughs> I have to say, I really enjoyed the B plot. Mm, same. Yeah. It was uh, surprisingly delightful. Very endearing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we begin uh, this rocking episode in the Moon Beach where Jessica decked out in shiny pink polyester from head to toe. Oh, shiny. <laughs> Seriously, like she is a fire hazard at the best of times, but <laughs> honestly, <laughs> she's surpassing herself. Um, so she joins a uh, bass jerk, as mm-hmm. I refer to him in my notes. Same. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is his name now. It's AJ and BJ. AJ and yes. bass jerk. <laughs> I wasn't typing out bass jerk all the time. And if BJ stands for something else, then so be it. <laughs> That's what he gets. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what he's hoping to get on tour oh, with. <laughs> Actually is. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was more accurate than I meant for it to be. <laughs> yeah, I only realised this now. Well, AJ, who's not wearing his trademark hat, and looks weirdly different. Doesn't he? Like his hair is actually very wavy. It's like a lion's mane. Uh, yeah, it was slightly <laughs> surprising because he's always had like a beanie hat on anytime we've seen him. So the, the locks have been let loose. They sure have. Um, well, she slip, Jessica slips down next to him into the booth to say, mind if I join you? And Bass Jerk is like, oh, yeah. Oh, and, you know, I, <laughs> it really is. But also, 
I would like to say that to Jessica Wakefield. <laughs> well, Jessica and her weirdly unflattering sort of combed back hair. I she's got some dodgy hairdos in this oh episode. God. Yeah, it's it was it's weirdly kind of severe, and yet there's yeah. the kind of pink plastic bobbles kind of on her little ponytail as well here. I think isn't there? So it's just yeah, yes. it's just that kind of that kind of scraped back mm. look just doesn't suit her. I don't think. Yeah. No, and it's a very um, it, it's it's quite jarring the combo of that and the mm. pink bobbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, she doesn't care whether face jerk wants her there or not, <laughs> but um, she does care that AJ is sad because oh. this fucking garage band who don't seem to have ever played a gig have. Shall we say lofty ambitions? Yeah, well, look, they haven't got a single call about their demo tape yet, so they're they're really sad about that. And uh, it's also like, what what work have you done to get that demo tape anywhere <laughs> or in anybody's hands? Um, but yes, AJ is particularly put out because now his dad is on his case uh, because nothing's happening with the band. So uh, his dad apparently is pushing him to be the assistant manager at a new chowder house. He's opening. <gasps> Of course. <laughs> I get my seafood in Sweet Valley. We just need more all the time. Oh, that's not the last seafood reference we'll get tonight. <laughs> it never is. There's always more to come. Sadly. <laughs> so uh, Jessica's like, oh, you just have to get the demo, you know, played on the radio. Because apparently that's like the, you know, guarantee of riches, uh-huh. which is yep. news to me and anybody else who's ever been in a band. A lot of people I know too, yes. Would be very interested to learn that's all it takes. <laughs> well, uh, when Bass Jerk hears this, he, I mean, I cannot blame him again. Um, he just, he rolls his eyes. He's like, oh yeah, of course. Why don't we think of that? Like, I'll just call them and get them to play it straight away. And Jessica says, why don't you call the idiot police and turn yourself in? Like, I feel like her put downs to Bass Jerk are never that good, but she delivers them with enough venom that I still find it funny. <laughs> she hates him so much. And I mean, I don't blame him. So, you know, I see both sides. Yeah, fair. <laughs> well, AJ tries to make the peace, but Bass Jerk leaves. And mm-hmm. Jessica says, um, you know, she's never seen AJ look so down. And he says, showing her. I mean, is it admirable? Is it worrying? But uh, <laughs> at a certain level of faith in his own abilities, because he's like, for the first time, I'm starting to think we might not make it. It's like, you literally haven't played a fucking gig. Like, realism? No, thank you. Not interested. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> well, he's at the right time for that, in fairness. Absolutely. <laughs> also, I love that, like, she's never seen him so down when they've been going out for how long? Like, three episodes? Mm, yeah. Is that like two weeks? A week and a half? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, AJ says if they don't get their big break now, because that's how it works, mm-hmm. um, he'll be slinging chowder and directing Oof. people to the salad bar, which I guess is your worst uh, idea of a fate worse than death. That truly, yes. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would sooner go on a motorbike with Todd. <laughs> oh, strong words. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Jessica assures him he's too talented not to make it because uh, that's how it works. Mm, and, oh yeah. <laughs> and sad music plays oh. as they embrace. So we have the credits and then we cut to the casa. We're a very flippy-haired Jessica. She's really... <laughs> She's been getting great work out of her styling tools. She shows Liz a 
wide array of photographs that she and AJ have managed to have taken of themselves in a very short period of time. These pictures, because it's basically, it's, <laughs> it's like Jessica with AJ, Jessica with AJ's guitar, AJ with his guitar, <laughs> Jessica with AJ and AJ's guitar. It's basically every possible combination of these three things. <laughs> photo for each one. And they've all been so clearly taken on set from the last episode because it's Jessica's exact yeah. hair and outfit from the previous episode. So it's like, right, everyone's in costume. Let's just take all these fucking pictures, get them developed, need them for next week. <laughs> I mean, they've been going to a one hour photo because <laughs> Jessica has, um, and the crew on Sweet Valley High have a, a like a little mini photo album um, from this very short-lived relationship. I don't think <laughs> back in the day when I've been going out with somebody for like two weeks, I had a whole range mm-hmm. of photos of them. You clearly didn't care about them enough. <laughs> oh, that's true. I didn't know true love like they do in Sweet Valley. Yeah, you see. <laughs> um, well, Liz, understandably, is pretty sick of this and does not think that Jessica is, uh, is I guess, she's uh, she's not really thinking of herself, which is quite unusual for Jessica. Well, there you go. It's extremely <laughs> unusual. Lila was right to be concerned uh, in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah uh, Liz makes a comment about how oh, I guess you were out with AJ last night uh, and Jessica's like yeah how did you know because Liz reveals apparently there were 30 messages on their answering machine from angry cheerleaders because Jessica blew off a big Mesa game she was supposed <gasps> to be cheering at so and apparently at school Chrome Dome Cooper asked Liz if Jessica was taking the semester off school and Jessica's uh, like oh amazing did he say I could but it's like <laughs> damn girl why are you not being in school every day I Okay. was genuinely shocked by that. And, <laughs> and also, why isn't Chrome... Well, okay, I was going to say, why isn't Chrome calling her parents? But, you know, <laughs> what fucking parents? <laughs> just going to say that, yes. I mean, I guess in this town, you just ask the sister and hope for the best. Sure. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> also, can you just take a semester off, like, secondary school? I know, because the way... Chrome Dome, or that, that that has been relayed, would suggest that like this is a thing you could potentially do. So yeah, I don't know. It all seems very unlikely. Well, Liz says that uh, you know when was the last time Jessica did anything that didn't involve AJ? And mm-hmm. Jessica's like, oh, they went shopping yesterday, and this is you know for once pleasant, happy to hear yeah. that, yeah. but uh, not so happy when she finds out where Jessica was shopping. Oh, well, see, she went to the music shop because AJ needed guitar strings. So, yeah, Liz is really uh, concerned now that Jess is just completely wrapped up in AJ's mm. life and not actually doing her own thing at all. She's just kind of lost lost her own identity, it seems like. <sighs> not for the first time, indeed. Mm. Well, that Enid enters decked out and head to, head to toe in some promotional gear from various radio stations. And Jessica does get a good jive in about, uh, oh, you go to a family wedding, which is your ensemble. <laughs> yeah, like Enid is just like wearing all the things. She's got like a purple T-shirt on over like a long sleeve shirt, baseball cap, sunglasses, and like everything is branded with like K-F-A-Z and K-S-V-H yeah. and all these like local radio stations. Um, so yeah, Enid explains she's been calling every station in town apparently trying to win tickets to Hit by a Bus, which I guess are this huge fucking band because the amount of times I had to write down the words Hit by a Bus in these oh notes. My I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, started, my name. I started saying H, right, typing H-B-A-B. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, fuck this. They're getting an acronym. <laughs> 
<laughs> sick of it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, she's won all this merch, and uh, apparently she's been winning free stuff for years, as uh, Liz points out, uh, which is actually canon because um, yeah, we're told she's on first name terms with all the <laughs> local radio DJs. But remember, she when they were trying, they were doing that prank. Oh, the or, sorry, the bet. Yes, yeah. Um, and hers was that she couldn't talk about her family. And then they got like her favorite radio station for their big competition to, to bring to her up. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's right. So, she does enter everything. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> but of course, Jessica's ears prick up when she hears mm. that she hears this. And then the phone rings at the casa. And Edith grabs it and says, hit by bus in Kfax. And then is like, oh, force of habit. And this reminds me, I doubt this happens anymore but do you remember stations used to do a thing where they would ring a random number and if you answered sunshine 101 used to do it when it was a pirate station and if you picked up your phone and said i listened to the red hot sound of sunshine 101 (laughs) fm you'd win like a big prize (laughs) they do still do that sometimes some of them for like certain competitions yeah yeah no because i listen to uh, the radio a good bit when i'm working uh and for certain competitions yeah Yeah. certain places kind of for a laugh like they'll just like you have to answer with this or else you're not getting whatever tickets and it's always a bit gas yeah <laughs> and is it a random number like that like it could be anyone it could be like yeah a like it's whoever enters it's like yeah if you enter like you have to be ready oh to say oh. this when we ring you type of thing oh no oh, this... rather than just a completely you... random number yes oh. so like they you didn't have to enter GDPR. I mean, GDPR wasn't a wasn't a blink in a commissioner's eye back in the mid eighties. Okay, oh no, so, so yeah, okay, no, so they do it now as in people are entering a competition and when they get called yeah. up afterwards. Okay, no, no so no. not just being random numbers and getting people to say it. And then, like, if by any chance you know they rang, they chose you one day, you would win your prize. But otherwise, you'd just be answering to like. Your granny or your <laughs> sister's friends with this. And that's clearly what Enid's doing there because oh, for sure. yeah. yeah, she's just picking up any phone and mm-hmm. saying it. Um, but of course, it's not for her, it's for Liz. And uh, while Liz takes the phone, Jessica takes Enid aside and asks a question. Oh, yeah, she wants to know if um, if Enid knows uh, Tim Tinnitus. Uh- KSBH, because uh, Enid reveals that, yes, in fact, uh, Tim and her dad were in a graduating class together at refrigerator repair school, because it always has to tie back to a family member of Enid's. Of course. Uh, one way or another. Um, yeah, apparently Enid's dad thinks Tim is one hepcat. So, <laughs> so Jessica like demands that uh, that Enid gets Tim to play the uh, play AJ's tape on the kind of spotlight show that he does in the evenings, apparently. But Enid's yes. like, well, he's not going to listen to me. Um so Jessica's like, yeah, duh, obviously, but he listened to me. <laughs> kind of struts <laughs> off. <laughs> and Edith just tags along. Um, and after they leave, we hear Liz tell Mr. Collins. <laughs> An unseen Mr. Collins. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, will we ever see him in the books again? I don't know. Oh, God, I know. Things have got so off the rails in the books. We actually need Mr. Collins to fucking straighten some shit out. <laughs> He'll serve up burgers and sizzling wish. I think that was what they were. That was the height of his inappropriateness. I just remember that insane phrase from when he was like working a barbecue with some social affair. Yeah, I don't think it was even a school thing. He was just there. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, this time he's got a professional assignment for Liz. Uh, he's asked her to review Hit by a Bus. Um, and uh, yeah, she says she'll pick up the tickets after school. So we cut to the studio where Tim Tinnitus, allegedly the like cutting edge, you know, <laughs> DJ, local DJ who could break any band and is dressed like a cross between Woody Harrelson <laughs> and a sort of disco sleaze bag. He's like, oh my God, he's like the guy that came in when the band were doing yes. auditions. And he was the guy who was like, let's get grooving and started doing his really weird yeah. dance. Like he's dressed like that guy. <laughs> I think it's that guy's suit. I think they had that in the costume department. They wanted to <laughs> use it. In wardrobe, it. let's wheel it out. <laughs> Tim needs a cool outfit. <laughs> so uh, when we when we see him, he's spraying his hair with some sort of substance. But uh, when the door opens, he hides the can. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Enid. And he tells her he's not playing her cousin's beach blanket polka album. <laughs> they love a bit of a polka reference on this show, don't they? they do you remember really when do. Todd was complaining about his cousins and he was like, you haven't met my cousins, they polka. And then there was like comedy accordion music playing. Is American listeners, is polka <laughs> such a massive phenomenon in your country? I have to say my main point of reference for polka music is Home Alone when... Um, um, <laughs> Dandy is in the fucking band. I can't believe I can't think of the name. I actually bought Angus a T-shirt with the band's logo on it. Uh, the Kenosha Kickers is that it? <laughs> Possibly. We're big in Sheboygan. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, as a polka band, that's literally like my one reference point for polka music is Home Alone. But anyway, there you go. They just can't stop referencing it as a punchline. In this they show. shoot. They sure. Apologies to any Polka fans out there. Uh, he also says, like, don't ask for any hit by a bus ticket because I'm all out. Mm. But uh, Jessica says they're not looking for tickets and um, she's got a proposition for him. She sure does. She's got a tape from an awesome new band. And we finally get to hear oh. the name of AJ's band. Sadly, not the droids. Oh. But it is, in fact, Crash Cart. <laughs> Crash cart. Yeah, I know. I don't hate it. You know, I it kind of it grew on me the, the further into the episode we got. Same. I didn't hate it either. It sounds like it's a euphemism for like a dodgem car. Oh uh, yeah. But is it something else? Like, are we missing something? Crash cart. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we I don't probably, mind. We it. probably are. I'm <laughs> say, we're usually missing something. So. <laughs> Not for the first or Feel last time to, to fill us in, listeners, because you're always great to do so. Because uh, we're usually fucking clueless. Let's face it. <laughs> well, Tim is uh, is depressed, uh, less impressed than we are actually, and he's basically like, "Oh, grand, fine, um, I'll get round to it eventually." Yeah. Um, but uh, Jessica boots out Enid. We see, by the way. What should be on the back of the door of the studio? Why? It's the fucking sisterhood of the traveling magical shaggy poster. <laughs> they call him Mr. Boombastic and he's everywhere. It's truly fantastic. Like there is not a door in this town that doesn't have a shaggy poster <laughs> on one or other side of it. It's hilarious. <laughs> How is it not in bits for being moved around? Unless they're moving the doors, like is the same set. So they're just leaving it on the door the whole time. Oh, the blur poster was there too. 
Oh, God. Oh, Great escape. Right. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, the blue tag budget is off the chain for that. <laughs> <laughs> or they got a job lost from like a re- closing down Branch of Tower Records or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just the shaggy poster in particular. I just love it. It keeps popping up. It's so funny. <laughs> it's such a weird choice of poster in the first place. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, Jessica's tastes are truly eclectic. She has white zombie mm-hmm. and shaggy. <laughs> Oh my god, so good, so good. They're like the opposite ends of a scale of some sort that I haven't figured out yet. <laughs> what is that scale? <laughs> the scale of Shaggy to Rob Zombie. <laughs> I genuinely don't know what it could be covering. <laughs> what is it? What's in the middle? <laughs> Crash cars, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's a Venn diagram. <laughs> oh. Oh my god, I actually feel quite queasy from laughing so much. <laughs> okay, I can't think of the Shaggy poster anymore. Okay, it's too we much. Have to move on from Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Jessica has booted out Edith, revealing the Shaggy poster on the back of the door when she closes it. <laughs> and she makes her case, uh, which is basically that if Tim, I mean, again, a lot of faith in one play on a local radio station's local band slot. <laughs> But uh, yeah, she says if Tim doesn't play Crash Cart single, a brilliant musician will spend his life shocking clams. Truly a fate or worse than death. <laughs> but sadly, Tim is unimpressed by this tragic plea. No, it, it, he's unmoved. He's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, kind of, you know, I'll get to it. I can't play every single tape I get. I have a reputation to uphold. Uh, in the meantime, Enid is like banging on like the studio window and I kept waiting for that glass to shatter or something oh. dramatic to happen there. But she's trying to get his attention because she's still pleading her case for her cousin Ernie's fucking beach polka band. <laughs> um, but then Jessica spots uh, a CD case uh, on his desk and picks it up and reads off the back of it because it says to Tim, thanks for coming to all my concerts. You're my number one fan. And it's signed Barry Manilow. What? Uh, <laughs> So she's making the point that like, oh, right, your reputation is so, um, so amazing, is it? Well, what about being a fucking Barry Manilow fan? And like looking at this guy, it's like, yeah, of course this dude is a Manilow. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Not a surprise. <laughs> he is dressed exactly like a Bar- Barry Manilow fan. But it actually, it is a reminder that back then, like Barry Manilow was really a shorthand mm. in very mainstream stuff for like not cool. Whereas yeah. I think a truly cool DJ in the 90s would have been like, yeah, fucking love Barry. You know, are you saying yeah. Mandy isn't a good song? Come okay. On. Yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real here. <laughs> but uh Tim is isn't isn't made of such stern stuff. No, he is very susceptible blackmail it seems uh, because Jessica then pushes this even further she's like oh you know my sister is the editor of a local paper uh, she'd, she'd okay. love to hear about this as if there's any interest um, but she then spots his uh, his stashed uh, can of spray picks it up and she's like oh bald away spray <laughs> so Aww. I guess this is what he was spraying on his head it's like at this point I'm like alright maybe just leave the man alone seriously <laughs> <laughs> you're bullying him Jessica it's her superpower. <laughs> well, that's true. So uh, Tim Tinnitus gives in and says, fine, he'll play Crash Cart on his five o'clock uh, local spotlight slot. Mm. And uh, then opens the door, Edith falls in, and somehow when we cut to her, she has 
unspooled tape, <laughs> which is all over her head. Now, if this was something that was made now by very young people who had no memory of tapes, I could oh forgive it. However, yeah. this was made in the 90s by people <laughs> who knew exactly how tapes worked at I do not know how this mishap befell Edith. Like, yeah, there's a lot of work in unspooling all that tape, arranging it all around her face. It's like, it's like clumsiness is Enid's superpower. So she can just make absolutely unlikely things happen by tripping over and being covered Good in tape. Point. <laughs> well, we cosh to the moon beach and Shred is back. Oh, so happy to see Shred. I missed her. Oh, I cannot believe we only have about, I don't know, six episodes left oh. with Shred. Oh God! They they seriously they were losing their damn minds getting yeah. rid of Shred for the last that season. I hope it was his choice. Me too. Uh, but yeah, he's grooving away. He's drumming <laughs> to something on his Walkman, and then he says, "Skagging coach Wimbledon." <laughs> yes, uh, because Winston has turned up in this like huge trench coat, and he explains that apparently his coat is more than skegging because mm. uh, inside this coat is apparently everything they need to scam their way into the hit by a bus concert. And he kind of opens out his trench coat to reveal that the inside is lined with markers and wristbands and I don't know coloury bits of paper. It's basically like an arts and crafts shop in it, there. Uh, <laughs> it looks like playing cards to me and magic markers. It's like I don't. And- postcards or something like I don't know he's got an an array of things stashed in there (laughs) Uh, but sadly the one thing he does not have are actual tickets Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah so I don't know yeah (laughs) it's a weird plan because it's like obviously you weren't getting tickets so that's why you've got all this scamming material mm. so and it was a weird exchange anyway between him yes. and Todd I <laughs> um well yeah because it's Enid T- and Todd and Shred are all at this table and mm-hmm. uh, Enid says they have an alternative um plan I, it's not sadly getting Todd to serve as some sort of decoy while the rest of them go and enjoy themselves like, <laughs> I was not excited to see Todd back oh I know yeah again look it's not the actor's fault it's just so, not a fun it's, character, unfortunately. <laughs> it's just Todd. Yeah. Well, Edith has, uh, has an idea about how they could get into hit by a bus. Well, yes, uh, she reckons well, apparently something her uncle Sid did once uh, has inspired her because she reveals that he once snuck into prison uh, for the free dry cleaning. So he delivered himself and his laundry in a footlocker to the uh, the prison laundromat. Uh, and Todd, of course, is shitty as usual. And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, brilliant idea. But then Shred is like, no, that's it. We sneak in as roadies. If we throw on some coveralls, carry some stuff, act like we know what we're doing. And then he's like, OK, but what are we going to be doing? Uh, so they kind of like bail on this plan and they're like, oh, look, face it, we're not going. But also Shred's plan seemed pretty good to me. So but also they do end up trying to carry it out. That's true. Yeah. So uh, for now, they admit defeat and Liz comes and asks what's up. And when they express their disappointment at missing out on Hit by a Bus, Liz <laughs> revealed she's reviewing the gig and she not only has a plus one, she has backstage passes too. And uh, suddenly the entire moon beach is gathered around <laughs> her. <laughs> yeah, I think Winston repeats what she had just said, like super loud in surprise. It's like, you've got tickets and backstage passes. And like literally the entire diner just like turns around and they're like, oh my God. And it's like descending on the table. <laughs> Hit by a bus. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> well, we cut to the garage where Jessica in uh, in a sort of pastel pink slash mauve polyester stretch pants and <laughs> crop top <laughs> comes in and says, who's the best girlfriend in the world? And uh, reveals that she used her... I guess wiles to mm-hmm. persuade KSVH to play Crash Cart song and uh, um, base jerk is skeptical, but uh, not for long. Well, no, because when she checks her watch, she's like, "Yeah, it should be on it," and she's like, "Oh my god!" Like right now, so she runs over to the stereo and switches it on, uh, and they hear their song just finishing up on the radio, and apparently the DJs all like, "Yeah, they're going to be a hit," or "You've got a hit on your hands here, Crash Cart." Uh, so the band are delighted and like, "Yay, let's celebrate!" And then, uh, yeah, Jess and AJ have a big smooch because mm. hooray, this is mm. great. <laughs> well, we cut to Sweet Valley High, where everyone is fawning over Liz um, <laughs> in an attempt to get her plus one. I'm just going to say. She should have been giving that to Eden straight away. Eden has mean, been entering it, competitions because she wants to go to this so much. Yes. And she's she, her best friend. It, they, this is a no fucking brainer. Like, Enid has been killing herself trying to get these tickets. Liz knows that. Yeah. And she's her fucking bestie. Like, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> how, was, just, how was her first thought? Not, by the way, Enid, I've got a, an extra ticket. Let's fucking go. Exactly. Obviously, it's yours. <laughs> Oh no, Queen Liz has to bestow a favour on her subjects. <laughs> she's like walking down the corridor. Um, Winston's offering to cook her a gourmet meal. Shred has delightfully carved driftwood doggies. There's a whole sort of tray of them. Um, there's like all sorts of random extras, very authentically 90s dressed extras mm. who I think might actually just be people who happen to be passing they just pulled in kind of a bunch of people under the age of 30 and just drag them into the studio uh, but Liz isn't going to give it to any of them she says there's only one way to decide who gets to be her plus one yes so Liz's scheme uh, is to uh, have them draw pencils um, so so she pulls I think five pencils out of her bag uh, and gets them all to, to take one one by one and yeah it's like Enid draws a regular pencil as does Shred as does Winston then she kind of turns to Todd uh, and she He's like, you know, do you want to have a go as well? And there's like an extra here just going, oh man, he'll probably win. (laughs) (laughs) The extras get their moments this week, I was glad to say. So so of course Todd draws the short pencil. So he gets to go. And it's so funny because at the exact same time, Shred is delighted for him. He's like, oh, way to go, dude. And Winston is fuming and he's just like, cheater. (laughs) (laughs) And Eden's like, I hope you, I'm not saying I want you to get sick. And he's like, And coughs all over him. <laughs> yeah, she's like, but if he does, you know, you have my number, Liz. <laughs> and it winks and walks away. <laughs> well, Enid, you're being a lot nicer about it than I would be. This is my best friend. That's and... Enid's ticket. Like, I mean, yeah. case closed. Come on now. It's graceful. Well, Todd rightly says Liz doesn't have to take him, but she's like, no, you want fair and square. And it's like, it'll be fun. And they both give stupid smiles at each other. <laughs> well, we cut to the garage. Is it the same day? Who knows? Jessica's wearing the same clothes, so I guess it is, except it was sure. meant to be at five. There's, that radio show was meant to be at five o'clock in the evening and we've just seen everyone in school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, time, flat circle, you know mm-hmm. the drill. Yep. <laughs> um, well, anyway, the band were all excited and uh, with good reason. Yeah, so AJ reveals that apparently the um, the band that were meant to be opening for Hit by a Bus uh, got chickenpox and had to go back to Scotland. So 
So now Crash Cart are going to be opening for this huge gig that has the whole town a flutter. <laughs> wow. I mean, again, very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> this band that have been played on local radio once. And <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> and have, as we have gathered, not played a single gig of their own. <laughs> <laughs> the talk of the town. Well, there you go. Yeah, honestly, I mean, if the hospitality industry works the way it does there, who's to say the music industry doesn't also <laughs> have its own entire set of rules? <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> well, the band are, I can't even describe how ridiculously optimistic they are. Uh, again, as somebody who was in a band all through my 20s, where we actually did do some pretty big support slots and stuff, and never once did we think this would immediately le- lead to fame and fortune. Um, <laughs> but uh, Crash Cart are very different. They assume they're going to be heading out on a world tour soon and hitting the big time straight away. And Bass Jerk says, it's time to blow this podunk town. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to see the world, waste tons of money. AJ's like, yeah, different city every day. And then Bass Jerk is like, oh, different chick every night. And they're all like high-fiving and absolutely buzzing. Um, Bass Jerk is like, oh, hasta la vista, sweet valley. And Jess is just kind of watching all this and she's just like, oh, fuck the lottery. So she just walks out. Yeah. AJ goes after her, but Bass Jerk is like, it's time to move on. (gasps) Forget about her. And the sad guitar plays as we see Jessica arriving home in tears at the castle. Oh. So I guess it's the next day. Who knows? Um, AJ's turned up at school anyway, uh, which really does highlight like that he is in his 20s. Oh, <laughs> now, I, I mean, I know they're all in their 20s. This is the thing. He's actually only two years older than the yeah. twins, I think. So he's if they're like 20 here, he's literally only 22. But he does just look so much older than them. <laughs> but also, I absolutely have to talk about Jessica's bag in this scene. Oh, I don't know if I was paying attention to it. Oh, my God. So she comes out of the classroom and she's holding a bag that is in the shape of a yield road sign. It's like a oh. yellow upside down triangle with yield on it in black. And I am obsessed with bags that look like things. <laughs> like, oh, so, you need to track one down. Oh my God, it's the fucking coolest bag. It's so deadly because like I literally have bags shaped like a shell, a parrot, <laughs> a whale, <laughs> a clock. Like this is absolutely <gasps> my type of shit. <laughs> I was just like oh. in love when I saw it. <laughs> Listeners, if anyone knows where you can get a yield sign bag, hook Karen up with us. Let her know. Send me the links. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe because she's so distracted by her amazing bag, uh, Jessica has not returned any of AJ's calls, he says. And he apologises for the other night and says, look, we just all got carried away and... Um, you know, he doesn't want to lose her, but she's like, well, you know, I'm not going to stand in the way of a different chick every night. Oh. <laughs> but uh, AJ says, that's Wick Steel. That's Basirk's real name, in case you've forgotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did a rare note of reality for this episode. Says, uh, this is just one gig. They're, you know, we're not going to be going on a big tour for ages, but... That doesn't come for Jessica. No, but I also love that like the world tour is obviously inevitable. It's just a case of when it's going <laughs> <Yeah>. to happen. <laughs> like, don't worry, that won't be for like months yet. <laughs> but, but yeah, so Jessica hears this and she's like, all right, so I just wait around until you decide to leave me. Is that it? Um, and yeah, AJ's like, well, no, he actually wants her to come with him when the time comes for them to embark on their world tour. Uh, and he says that he loves her and that success wouldn't mean anything without her there by his side. Oh, so they kiss and say that they'll see each other at the concert tonight because, of course, he's put her on the guest list as a mm. VIP. Uh-huh. 
So we cut to the stage door where Shred and Enid wearing matching bandanas. Oh my gosh, these outfits are incredible. They're both in like the black bandanas around their heads, black jeans. And they're wearing these matching black t-shirts that have a we're with the band and then yeah. really in brackets after. <laughs> so good. I love everything about that. this entire plot. It is just oh. so stupid and so fun. Oh god! So they're pushing this huge box. It's like an amp case or something. And yeah. um, Shred knocks on it, and he's like, "How's it going in there, Winslow?" Because Winston is, of course, in the giant box. <laughs> of course he is, and uh, he says, oh, "That's so good. I forgot I'm claustrophobic." But <laughs> Shred reassures him, says, "We're almost there." And then they reach the doorman, and it turns out to be Wingnut. Right. <laughs> That's it. Shred gets up and turns around and when they see each other, they just put in unison go, dude. <laughs> because of course it's his buddy Wingnut who we previously saw in, was it the Surfing the Nets? Yeah, was, he was oh, on the beach. He was a creature from the Harsh Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shred, who is just so delightful. I just, he makes me smile at every scene. It's so much he, fun. He happily tells Wingnut that they're sneaking into the gig and uh, Wingnut's like, cool, can I go? <laughs> and just like, you're the one keeping people out. <laughs> yeah, so Wingnut's like, oh yeah, Entrado. <laughs> and just the Bill and Ted energy is just oh, coming off him in ways. I fucking and I love, love it. it. <laughs> Why it's so funny when he speaks his bad Spanish. It's just <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny. It's great. <laughs> well, just as they're about to Intradir, 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to try. Um, Duolingo didn't take me that far. They uh, they realise that Winston has been wheeled away by a roadie called Zipperhead. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, so Wingnut's like, oh, the old sneak the bud in in the amp case trick. Uh, and Shred's like, yeah, but now I need to do the old sneak the bud out of the amp case <laughs> trick. Uh, so Wingnut's like, oh no, it's cool. He's going to tell Zipperhead as soon as he gets back that they have to let Winston out. So they do this like really complicated handshake thing. Yeah, <laughs> Shred and Wingnut. Uh, and he heads off and then Enid kind of comes up and tries to do it as well. And she's just like, yeah, <laughs> just kind of flapping her hand around. <laughs> and he just goes, Aloha, Enid. <laughs> and then as soon as they walk in, he's like, oh, what do they want me to do? No, no, Wingnut. <laughs> So the extras are lining up. They're getting very demanding. They're hollering about wanting to get in. And then Lila, who we haven't uh, seen much of in this episode, arrives. She's wearing her now trademark hat. Mm, Yes, always with a hat, this one. (laughs) Great. (laughs) And they try to walk straight in, but Wignot says, hold up, senoritas. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... Of course, Jessica's like, look, we're VIP, we're on the guest list. Uh, and Wingnut's like, oh, guest list. It's like, oh, do you know where I left it? Because, of course, <laughs> he has lost the guest list. <laughs> 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 Who put this guy in charge of anything? <laughs> I mean, I have many questions about hit by buses. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll learn more about that. Uh, we because we cut inside the gig, the supposedly sold out gig, in which there is a lot of space. Yeah, well, it's still the support act, so, you know, there's always a bit of space. Oh, that, stage, that is true. Know? Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Because um, Crash Cart are rocking out and Enid is like, where's um, where's Winston? And Shred says, he's the best seat in the house. Because <laughs> I guess it's Zipperhead opens a amp case on stage. 
Yeah, so the cover like <laughs> folds down to reveal like Winston in the box and the crowd cheers when they see him and it's fucking great. So he kind of pops out of the box and the roadie spots him and they kind of do this little sort of half chase around the box. So he's trying to run away from this roadie guy and like jumps off the stage and Shred is super impressed. He's like, rock and roll, window. <laughs> <laughs> So we cut back outside and Wignosh is going through the um, guest list. But Lila says she's had enough of this grunge fest. And she pushes her way through the check shirt clad uh, throng <laughs> who, you know, they are very grungy. Um, but Jessica tries to snatch the list out of Wignot's hand. But he's like, don't be a feisty Wilma. <laughs> Yeah, so he's he's back to the list and he calls out Sarah Lee and nobody responds. So he's like, hmm, no. So he's obviously working his way through this list, but not to much avail. No. So back at the gig, Winston is like, moshing in inverted commas to crash cart. It's so good. <laughs> oh my God. And we do get to see AJ on stage and he looks very handsome. Yeah. And he looks great with his guitar. It's like, good for you, AJ. But yes, we have Winston just getting thrown around the place in this like, yeah, it's very tame mosh pit. Very, very tame. And uh, AJ's like, give that to your friend. Just can't decide what it is I'm hoping to find. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is meant to be a comment on his, you know, future and choices. Oh, very good. Yes. <laughs> but the funniest is the way that the they try to sort of shoot the moshing to make it look more dramatic. And it looks just like some, some very cautious people slightly <laughs> jumping side to side. Just kind of, yeah, bumping into each other very lightly. Uh, but all the same, Winston emerges from the mosh pit to find uh, Liz and Todd and Shred. And when he does so, there's like literally a boot print on his forehead. <laughs> Shred's like ready to mosh. And Winston's like, I just got out of there. And Enid is raring to go. So she's like, come on, let's go. And kind of drags them all back in again. <laughs> Did remind me of the days in the early mid 90s where you, when you come home from a gig and you just be covered in bruises oh, up to like bruises. your oh thighs God. it was yes and I bruise really easily so oh. I would just be in absolute <laughs> bits coming home from any kind of a thing like that yeah just constantly just bruised to bits yeah. Yeah, and you could never wear runners like you'd have to wear oh, God, some no. sort of boots because your oh, feet no. would just be destroyed you're in your docks like yeah, yeah exactly sure. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, when Enid leaves the Liz and Todd, the pair of fucking squares, are just standing there, and Liz like, "What a dance!" Oh God, <laughs> what? What's dancing? Are you like, why are you asking him to dance? What is happening? Uh, I would trust them to fucking slow dance to like some radio friendly <laughs> grunge, you know. <laughs> kind of makes sense. Jeremy's <laughs> Oh my God, Eddie's back. <laughs> So long. <laughs> Where is, I, I'm still alive. <laughs> oh, wow, there's a season one throwback. <laughs> well, it certainly is. I've done a Pearl Jab reference in a while. So shaggy. <laughs> shaggy has taken over. It's shaggy supremacy in this town. <laughs> <laughs> Did not see that coming back in the Pearl Jam days. Oh, who knew? <laughs> well, Todd says he'll dance as long as we stay away from the mosh pit. Fat chance of that. And um, uh, yeah, AJ rocks out. Mm. I mean, the thought of Todd going anywhere near a mosh pit, that is never going to happen. Oh, God. No, it's simply not not viable. <laughs> 
we're kind of outside where Wignosh is still reading through the list <laughs> and he goes, Aunt Jemima, uh, it says Mrs. Butterworth and Jessica hilariously goes, that's me, I'm Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wignosh kind of gives her a look and he's like, can I see some ID? So Jessica eventually gets a chance to like snatch the list out of his hand. And when she looks through it, she's like, oh, for God's sake, it's a grocery list, you idiot. Because of course it is. Yes. <laughs> so then Wingnut's like, oh, that's why I'm so hungry. So Jessica's That like, okay. is not why you're so hungry, mm. Wingnut. I think we all know yeah, why you're I, so hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a very obvious reason why it is, not the list. But Jessica's like, okay, look, I'll watch the door while you go get something to eat. How about that? And he's like, okay, cool. And just like wanders off. So Jessica and the rest of the people outside who were trying to get into the book and gig just charge in. <laughs> well, uh, it's going to be a fire hazard in there, but who cares? Because <laughs> Jessica gets in just as AJ jumps off the stage and he's like high-fiving Liz and Todd because I guess this band have no friends of their own. And I just... <laughs> So Jessica manages to act like she's been there the whole time. And in fairness, it wasn't her fault she didn't no, get in. So it was you know, out of her hands. Yeah. Yeah. This subterfuge is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, oh, you were amazing. Um, but before AJ can, you know, sweep her off, a Scottish stereotype turns up. <laughs> Yes, he's the manager of Hit by a Bus, Angus McDuffin. He's like full on <laughs> fucking tam like a green cardigan. I think he's got like a tartan tie on. He's basically dressed like a cartoon of a Scottish man. Yes, um, all he needs is a haggis and a pair of bagpipes. Like, I just presume he's wearing a kilt. I don't oh. even know if he is, but it just feels like he is. He has kilt vibes. Oh, 100%. But also the, the accent is not terrible. Um, oh, it's up, not actually. No, I looked up the actor, and he actually, I think, yeah, he was an English actor, so like that would explain the the decent accent. <laughs> as soon as he turned up, I was just like, oh god, someone's about to absolutely fucking butcher an accent. <laughs> it was kind of fine. So, yeah, so I've heard, okay. I've heard a lot worse. Mm, very true, but yes. So anyway, he's the manager of Hit by a Bus, and he reveals that he wants Crash Cart to join the band for the rest of the tour. Uh, there's six months left in the tour, apparently, and it starts tomorrow that they'll need them. So, so the big Gosh. break is happening all at the same time i mean is it a is it a world tour like surely then you know there's a lot more admin would need to be involved and also you wouldn't be just driving around in your own van which we will find out is the case but anyway <laughs> it's a i do not trust um, hit by buses setup it seems very shoddy and amateurish mm, ramshackle like everything yes. else in this town <laughs> very true <laughs> well, they uh, of course the band are ecstatic um, mm. and are all like, oh, cozy, more high fiving. But sad, the sad guitar kicks in oh, as no. Jessica walks away. Oh, she's really sad. Yeah. So AJ kind of runs up to her, but he's just like, oh, you know, we're going on tour, but uh, you know, because as far as he's concerned, she's coming with them. But Jessica's like, no, I'm not ready. Like this wasn't supposed to be for ages. Uh, and kind of before they can really chat about it properly, the band get called up for an encore performance. What? Which is exactly what happens when you're a fucking support band. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> in a medium sized venue. Yep. A hundred percent. Well, we cut to the casa where, uh, or outside the casa, where Liz tells Todd she had a good time and the fucking guitar play. They got, I swear to God, I know this <laughs> moody guitar is probably just some, from some stock music library, but they are getting their money's worth. 
Oh, they are squeezing every last penny out of those <laughs> fucking wrists. I swear to God. But yeah, so the two of them are kind of at the door and it's all, it's a little awkward, but it's mostly fine. They're kind of, you know, she's like, oh, I had a really good time tonight. And he's like, yeah, me too. And it's like, oh, are they going to kiss? And then they don't because she's just like, okay, good night. Bye. So she just heads in. Yeah, see ya. So she just heads in and Todd kind of just stands there for a bit. And it's like, okay, they're obviously on better terms than they were before. Mm. So it's like, yeah, the, the relationship is slowly repairing, I guess. But it's like, oh. ugh, does it have to? <laughs> I really don't want to, but I <laughs> guess if, if this is our cross to bear. Look, then... it's, it's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> so Todd looks kind of sad. Hmm. Uh, God, I'm, seriously, I, we had such a nice run of a few episodes without him. <laughs> betrayed <laughs> that he's back. Anyway, we cut, uh, we get a brief shot, I guess it's Dawn in the casa. Uh, Jessica is, I think she's still wearing the same clothes. So has she been up all night? Maybe. I don't know. Well, she's looking at her pom-poms, not a euphemism, but she is. She's she's clearly sort of having a a moment where Mm. she's weighing up her options. Yes, she kind of picks up a photo, one of the framed photos (laughs) of her and AJ and AJ's guitar. Uh, And then she kind of picks up another one that's of her and Liz. And it's it's very kind of like, oh, what will she choose? Yeah. Like we care. (laughs) Um, Or like we don't know, because it's not going to have a series and a half of left of just Liz. Yeah, Jessica's just gone for the rest of the series. Seems unlikely. <laughs> well, we cut to a suburban street, uh, possibly her own street, because hmm. the band were practicing next door. Oh, yeah. But um, Jessica, no, because she drives up in the Jeep. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, she does. So AJ uh, takes a pause from loading stuff into the van and he's delighted to see her. Um, but uh, he was afraid she wasn't going to come. Yeah. But then he sees her face and he knows something's up. Oh, yeah. So Jessica reveals that she's not coming with them on tour. She says, look, my life is here. Uh, and AJ, he is really sad. He's like, oh, yeah. what about us? Uh, and Jessica's like, well, you know, you did say your your music has to come first. And then AJ's like, no, I was wrong. Like, you come first. Oh, uh, it's very sweet. Um, and Jessica's like, no, look, we've had an amazing time. But if I get on that into that van, like I'll be living your life and not mine. Yeah. Uh, and AJ's like, but it's only for six months. But uh, Jessica's like, we both know that's not true because they are <gasps> destined for world stardom now. That is the end of it. <laughs> there is no coming back from this tour. That's <laughs> how the music industry works. It's uh-huh, all up it. and new down. That's, yeah, that's it. That's that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she doesn't mention the fact like she's still going to school or that she is, I guess. In factor into it. Like, <laughs> I should probably graduate from high school first. Yeah. Is she still a minor? I mean, I know this is technically the third year they've been in high school. So really, she should be like at least 18. Um, and obviously the actress is in her, you know, Brittany is in her early 20s. But uh, <laughs> it is just hilarious. Yeah. They don't even mention like, I can't drop out of school to go on the road. Six months. I am taking this semester off, as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> just be, be right back. I just have to bring my high school principal and tell him I'm, yeah. you know, on a sabbatical. <laughs> You'll be fine with it, don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, they they share a moment. He says he'll never forget her. And then bass jerk sticks his head out. It's like, oh, time to hit the road. You got a 14 hour drive. Um, but Jessica wants one last photo for her scrapbook. Now, that seems very un-Jessica. So, she doesn't have a fucking scrapbook. No, definitely not. 
Well, for some reason, I thought she was going to want to get a photo of the two of them together. Two of them. That's what I thought too. But she just takes a picture of AJ looking really sad and jumped yes. to the button with her little yeah. Polaroid camera. And it's like, okay, I guess. And then they just declare their love. And she's like, oh. I, I just find it really unconvincing that she'd just be so like, you know what? So mature, basically. Just like, it's, you know what? This yes. doesn't have a future. I'm just yeah. stopping now. Yeah. Which is very... I, I think that's really unlikely for anybody that age. <laughs> that is You're just true. like this clinging is, yeah. on to things. Oh God, you... yeah. Huge drama, like tantrums, tears, the whole yeah. lot. But it, but it is weirdly mature and they're both very, you know, handling it really well. And yes. they say they're like tearful goodbyes. He heads off in the van with the band and Jessica sits up on the Jeep and cries. But it's all... Yeah. Yeah, it's so mature the way the way they both handle it. It's like, well, good for you guys, but also I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't buy that that Polaroid developed so quickly, sitting oh. in the broad in the like blazing sun on the bonnet yes. of a car. <laughs> she does say, drop me a postcard every so often to yeah. let me know how you're doing, <laughs> which does sound like something Barbara Stanwyck might have said. To it doesn't say in that voice. <laughs> Well, that is the end of A Star Is Torn, and I guess it's the end of AJ. End of AJ, yeah. I suppose he only ever came up as like, you know, guest star in the title credits. True. But like, he was fucking great. I really enjoyed AJ, I have to say. Like, an Same. actual Wakefield boyfriend that we liked. I mean, what are the chances? I mean, it's amazing. And I actually <laughs> did like that there was a little uh, montage of AJ and Jessica's relationship in the credits. Oh, it was very cute. Yeah. Um, and uh, it is actually really genuine, really very, very sad to know that the uh, that the actor who who plays AJ David, uh, Jason David Frank, and um, mm. died by suicide just last year when he was no. like barely fifty. So um, I'm I'm glad we got to see him deliver this very charming performance. So charming, like he's such a charismatic dude, and it's it's such a shame, but yeah. Like, what a great little kind of capsule of episodes for his character. Like it was yeah. just lovely. It was he was just a joy to watch, honestly. He was. It's gonna be a come down after after mm. this. Um but uh yeah, why be the Alpha Sisters? Let us know what you thought of A Star is Torn. Um it was it was a, a roller coaster ride, unlike the career of Crash Cart. <laughs> who, <laughs> that was just all up, straight up. <laughs> bizarrely so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know we always love hearing from you um, and we really really appreciate you supporting the show welcome to any new members who who may have joined us recently um, you are if, well I mean have you managed to work, work your way through two and a half series of the TV series episode you know worth <laughs> of episodes by now maybe you have I don't know your life uh, if you have <laughs> welcome or maybe you are listening to this closer to uh, the time of year in which it was aired, because next week's is a Christmas episode. <gasps> is it? Oh, brilliant. Yes. <laughs> Love a wildly out of season episode. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> well, let us know what you thought of A Star Is Torn. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at SVH Podcast. Yeah, you can fire over an email to us at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at SVH Podcast, where you had thoughts. You had thoughts about Director Winston. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. 
quite a few. Uh, I did enjoy <laughs> news from Nihon. It just said, Ahem. <laughs> Winston has a, all caps, whip. <laughs> Clearly this show is trolling us for getting all lusty over angry Winston. <laughs> yes, I know it aired almost 30 years ago, but we all know that time has no meaning in the Sweet Valley universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Tamari said, whips now. If this was on air today, the fanfic would be out the gate. <laughs> Honestly, out of control. <laughs> it sure would. Um, well, Pippi had surely made a very good point where she said, I'm delighted by how much Winston's music video vision is genuinely every early 19th rock video. And it totally oh is. Oh my God, that is such a good point. And I, yeah, I was just, as soon as I read that comment, it's like, oh my God, of course it is. <laughs> genuinely brilliant. <laughs> but Tog Shan uh, did make a good point about AJ's options. She said, I love that AJ's own choices are rock musician or running a restaurant he's obviously 35 can't you make his own decisions <laughs> yes and Maria Teresa Biblioteca <laughs> chimed in to say yes absolutely right I mean when AJ and the holograms I love that go oh. on tour he can just hire a high school team to run the restaurant problem solved <laughs> and Patak Chad replied and said I heard two Bruce two is available <laughs> bring him back <laughs> <laughs> People are missing him, so I think it is time to bring him back. I think so too. It's like as much as I love Shred, and I really do. Like you do, kind of need that sort of like douchebag rich guy character. Like he was just such a fun archetype to have knocking around. He really was. I mean, it's it seems really mad that they got mm. rid of him. But I mean, who who are we to question the weird whims of Sabbath Entertainment? Fucking the ban. Yeah. Explain yourself. <laughs> Well, there was a lot of love for Lila's fashion. Neri Siren said, Lila's turquoise derby hash is the greatest thing about this episode. Fashion queen. Mm, and Newsom <laughs> Nihon made the point, I feel like 80s and 90s mean rich lady characters always had fancy hats and they did. That's very true. Yeah, that's such a funny thing, actually. It was like a real kind of trope for like, yeah, mean rich lady obviously <laughs> is wearing a huge hat. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, I'm sorry that we only got one hat in this episode, but I mean, one hat is is more than we would have got a few years ago. Um, no hats, isn't it? True. <laughs> Although, actually, sorry, what am I saying? Lila, old Lila used to wear her trademark berets. That's true, yeah. I guess everyone in Sweet Valley really is into hats. They Even the street, hat. yeah. The, the street traders last time were watching oh, the endless, the endless fucking montage of just <laughs> an AJ trying on hats. <laughs> Something we didn't know we wanted to see. There we go. <laughs> well, Pi Beta Alpha sisters and siblings of of all genders, thank you for joining us yet again in the clubhouse, where we hope you are having just as uh, good a time, <laughs> marveling at this. <laughs> absolutely chaotic uh, shit show actually shit show's too harsh no that's harsh we are enjoying it come on oh, genu- <laughs> I genuinely laughed out loud several yeah. times in this episode so Thank you know you. Uh, also thank you so much to the several people who have so far got in touch offering us their SVUs now my SVU binge is continuing I'm up to book eight I cannot stop I oh lent my, my older sister the first Uh-oh. three and she read them in a single night, <gasps> ignoring it. her children to oh. spend her time at Sweet Valley University. <laughs> the Carries are officially out of control. <laughs> really are. I had to give her three more the next day. Oh no. <laughs> she can quit anytime she wants. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both getting a bit worried about what will happen when we run out. So send Uh-oh. us more books. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a whole family waiting for you now. My other sister's... 
My sister Jenny's right. coming over from London next week and she wants to read them all. I've told oh her God. she cannot borrow them because she can't take them back to London. We're no. going to need them at some stage. Possibly. You'll never see them again if they're in Ex- London. Exactly. <laughs> I won't. We, we know what happened to Cara Walker. It'll happen to these books. Oh, look, London's a fucking black hole. You'll never see them again. <laughs> look, you see your sister and she lives there. <laughs> So yeah, I've told her she's just got to do a mega binge uh, mm-hmm. over the course of her five day stay. I'd say I'd say she could do it. I trust I'd, a member I of my would... family to read that many sweet valleys in like five days. I think she'll manage. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Again, just ignore her kids. They'll, oh, they'll yeah, be grand. Absolutely. They'll understand. I'm sure they will. They, they they need to realize that you know sometimes they're not going to be the the number one priority. <laughs> Well, speaking of priorities, we hope you will prioritise our next episode in the main feed because you might remember we have finally reached the last book in this never-ending cycle of horror. The fucking three-part, five-part series. (laughs) Is it three parts? Is it five parts? Is it two parts and three parts? Is it seven parts? I genuinely can't tell anymore. It's been going on for so long. I don't know. I've just lost all sense of time and reason. (laughs) Well, speaking of losing time, it's deadly Christmas. Oh my God. Oh, it's going to be Christmas in Book Sweet Valley and <gasps> TV Sweet Valley at the same time. Oh my God. It's happening again. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, it's very telling that Sweet Valley have reached Christmas four months before, <laughs> <laughs> more than four months um, before uh, we will reach Christmas. So their years are very, very, very much shorter than our own. Even though we're doing one book a month now. Like, oh my God. Yeah, that's true. This is deranged behaviour. If we hadn't been splitting those books up, we would have reached Deadly Christmas like in the beginning of June. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is preposterous. But um, oh I guess we'll see what happens when Christmas doesn't come but once a year. It comes well, <laughs> at least twice and actually three times because we've got ready steady snow next week in the oh clubhouse. Amazing. <laughs> so yes, so we will join you. Maybe the 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 jingle bells will make a brief return. Ooh. <laughs> well, you know, it is a deadly Christmas after all. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.